right. Cool. Because then we can, like, actually start talking. Oh, yeah. I forgot we were doing a podcast. <laughs> I didn't like this episode. I thought it was simple and dumb. I <laughs> was kind of, like, irritated the whole time because everything was just, like, way too dramatic. It took okay. me so long to finish this episode. Lucas's, like, dramatic shriek and then jump into the lake. I was like, yes, yes. This is the best part of this episode that I ever think He, like, so. throws the fireworks and Hannah, like, whacks him with the... I was, I was just so, like, the whole episode, I felt like every scene... Wait, pause. Should we start yes. this? Yeah, mm. let's start it. Mm. Thanks, Kelly. <laughs> Alright, welcome to podcast, a Pretty Little Liars podcast, where we're watching and discussing every episode of Pretty Little Liars, one at a time, spoiler free. My name is Emily. I'm Kelly. And I'm Addie. Emily and Kelly have seen all of Pretty Little Liars. And Addie is experiencing the show for the first time. This week, we're discussing Season 2, Episode 15, A Hot Piece of A. This episode is written by Oliver Goldstick and directed by Michael Grossman. Ew, Grossman. A Hot Piece of A A originally aired on January 9th, 2012. And this is the one where after their recent encounter with A, Aria, Emily, Hannah, and Spencer, think they may be closer than ever to figuring out the identity of A. But when the girls enlist Caleb's hacking skills, Hannah no longer wants to be part of the plan. Last Last week, Addie's predictions included... Ella is L-A. <laughs> like, she's A. Um, a is a dude. Some crazy-ass torture. <laughs> Hire Caleb to get a new phone. Caleb is going to torture the girls, not realizing it, and Hannah will get mad. <laughs> oh, A is going to hire Caleb. Oh, A is going to hire Caleb. Yes, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Who wants to read the previously on? I, I haven't read them in a while, so I can do it. Alright, all you. Previously on Pretty Little Liars. Dolls? A set them up. Jenna and Garrett are creepy. Spencer is mean to Toby. Ezra is dumb. Mike punched him. Tom is moving back to Rosewood. The girls are sneaky. They didn't catch A. But they got A's cell phone. I like that. <laughs> Okay, but they got cell the phone. cell phone, and I was like, I had to change it. <laughs> Not really. They tried real hard, though. They really did. They wanted to be. I gotta say, last week's episode was great. Like, we, there was so much going on, so much drama, and then I, this episode just did not. No. This episode, oh. the drama didn't match. It was like they were trying to match the level of drama from last week, and it just didn't work. And it was also yeah. like we only traveled like maybe six feet versus last episode. We traveled like a hundred feet, so yeah. same length of time, and we're not going anywhere with the plot. Like, I feel like we didn't have to have so many uh, scenes like... I like that Emily's volunteering at the crisis uh, hotline center, but like, there were so many scenes of her figuring out it's Lucas there. 
Yeah, there's I a have lot my own thoughts all about her reveal to Lucas about that. I was like, how dumb are you? Uh, very obviously. Cue me saying all of them are dumb. The other thing, okay, (laughs) I know we talked about this last week, how, like, A threw the box up into the ceiling and it, like, shattered the glass (laughs) and everybody acted like they got shot. The (laughs) amount of times that Emily's like, I have glass in my hair. I know. Like, okay, look, you have glass (laughs) in your hair, but also, like, Hannah hit A with a car, so, like, on a scale of things that could have happened bad to you, like glass in your hair is kind of low on the list. Like you're not even bleeding. We don't know that she's not bleeding. She's a lot of hair. Maybe there's blood under there. We don't know. That. I, but but head wounds profusely bleed. They bleed a lot. So I know that blood. from experience. I think we would have seen a lot of her, like blood because you. Ble- I don't know why you bleed so profusely from your head like that. And like the little spot I have, it's tiny. It's like the size of a pinhead like i'm wondering if maybe it's because things are closer to the surface oh yeah yeah maybe i can look this up i don't know if that would make a difference but um whoever fbi monitors my phone is gonna be like why is she looking up decomposition rates and head blood (laughs) (laughs) it's always on the night she's podcasting too (laughs) yeah plotting the perfect murder via podcast what a good cover. <laughs> so Emily like freaks out and she's like, I almost got killed. And then I've got glass in my hair. And then Hannah's like got an insane overreaction. I feel like to wanting to ask Caleb to like check the phone. Cause it just seems like the obvious answer. Cause he's someone they trust. Like aside from the fact that he can hack, like he's someone they trust. True. Yeah. I, well, I was like, I got why she was being so protective. Like, mm-hmm. No. If you don't trust a man enough to tell him about the person that's stalking you, you clearly don't trust him enough to be boning him. See, I don't I don't know if it's that she doesn't trust him. I think it's that she's so dumb that she thinks she can't tell him. Like I don't I think she would tell Caleb. If it wasn't, they're all in this weird pact of, like, we can't tell anyone because our lives will be over. And then also, because they told, when they told the, uh, what was it, the therapist, and then she, like, disappeared. Mm-hmm. But I agree with that. I subscribe to that idea, Kelly. If you don't trust a man, you shouldn't be sleeping with him. <laughs> um, a threatened Toby to make Spencer, like, break up with him. So, I like, I wonder if there's a level of Hannah thinking that she's gonna, like... I think that, and then also that, like, A could, you know, make him disappear, like, with that teacher. Mm -hmm. Uh, Found out why you bleed so much from your head. Mm Mm-hmm. You have a lot of blood vessels there. Your brain requires so much oxygen to operate. And apparently, according to the University of Utah, about 20% of the blood flowing from your heart goes up to your brain, so... So there's blood. just a lot of blood there. There's just lose. a lot of blood up there. That is sense. Yeah. So don't hurt your heads, kids. We hit the theme song after they get in a fight about um and her glass hair <laughs> and Hannah not wanting Caleb involved. Uh 
And then we cut directly to Caleb being involved. <laughs> I like um I like his comment or wait, I forget this is a scene ahead of that, but I like when he's uh sitting with Hannah outside the school talking and he <laughs> his naked comment, he's like, Hannah, we've been naked in more ways than one. <laughs> I was like, what a good way to say like she should open up to him and trust him. I couldn't stop chuckling at that. I'm like, that's a very mature statement for a 16 year old to be making. Echoes Kelly's sentiment. Don't be naked with boys that you don't trust with. You've been naked with me physically and naked emotionally. (laughs) I was like, that's it. He's very in tune with his emotions, though. Gotta say. Mm-hmm. Um. So the phone gets bricked while Caleb's trying to hack it, and so he gets a few files that he's gonna try to unencrypt for them. I love how they were all like, "No, we lost it all," and Caleb's like, "Okay, we didn't have it all to start with. Like, it's, we can't lose what we didn't have." Me guys. Of, it reminds me of like. If Corey is telling me about programming and I just don't understand it, I'm like, oh, like this? And then he's like, no. (laughs) Not like that. I'm like, oh. Good try. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I like, um, okay, when, what's her face? Arya comes downstairs in her outfit. Where are you going? (laughs) First of all, where the hell would she be going? Like, where else would she be going on a weekday at, like, school time yeah and then i thought it was interesting how he wanted her to change the outfit like i didn't think her outfit was out of the ordinary for like what she's worn and it's never been like that super risky or anything i think she's had a few risky outfits but I don't think that one was, like, one of the riskiest. Like... No, but that's the first one her dad has, like, noticed. Mm. It's the idea that a, a girl dresses for a boy. You know, he didn't have reason to be concerned before, but now he thinks he does. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I like, like Ella. He, he just Ella. assumes that um, that she's always been dressing for Fitz. But, like, A, Fitz isn't at the school anymore, so she's dressing for herself, but, like, it's also the idea that Byron is the worst. And Byron is the worst. But she can't just dress up nice to dress up nice. For the time being, I like Byron, though. I do and I don't. I'm really mad at how he showed up at Ezra's, justified sleeping with one of his own students, and then turned around and told Ella that Ezra was justifying his actions. I'm like, bitch, you walked in there and justified your actions. Yeah. Like, it just, it was a lot of, like, Byron has no place to be the one doing this because he's the worst. He is the worst. But their situations, I think, are vastly different. Like, I, I don't know if I took it as he was, like, justifying it. I think he was trying to be like, I messed up. I made a stupid decision. But you made a stupid decision with my daughter, who's a minor. Like, yeah, yours was stupider. Mine was like, dumb. Yours, yours is illegal. Like, yours he is was illegal. Like, he essentially was saying, like, I cheated on my wife with a student, and it was a mistake. But at least I chose to cheat on my wife and make a mistake with an adult. Which, like, it's all bad. Like, I'm not saying that 
either of them did the right thing in any way, shape or form. Like we know that Ezra is wrong, but I think walking in there and being like, well, I fucked my student, but she was an adult. So you all like you did something wrong well i think it just it was just a weird choice to just be like to show that he was saying like i've been a teacher for this long i've known this temptation i gave into it however i was smarter about it because it was a college or like my graduate student not a high schooler that i'm manipulate like i think he was just trying to bring up like like Ezra, you and I are on the same path, but you have really messed this up. And also, I'm going to go to the cops because I should go to the cops because you're a child predator. Well, and it's one of those things where it's like, I feel like he shouldn't have tried to, like, I think what made his argument less strong is trying to be like, you and I, we're a little bit the same. You're just dumber than me. Like, he should have just come in and been like, look. You fucked up. Don't talk to Aria anymore. I'm going to the cops. And that should have been the conversation. Like, I feel like what kind of ruined it for me was that he was trying to be like, well, we both fucked up. But I did it a little bit more okay than you. Because, like, trying to make two bad things, like, to make one bad thing more okay than another, I feel like is a stupid move just in general i I think it was also with that threatening tone of like i've been there i've seen this but you really fucked up here like oh yeah i I definitely see where byron's coming from i also just still don't like byron so i don't think anything he would have done would have made it any better i'm fine with him threatening to go to the cops yeah oh totally fair and I understand Ella's argument for not going to the cops, but like in this oh, situation, I think Byron is right. Yeah, that was. I think it's that'd be a very tough call. As yeah, well. I don't know what the right thing to do. Is. I don't know what yeah. I would do. I like how they're differing opinions and how they're handling it. Mm-hmm. It's entertaining to watch. I uh, I don't have an opinion on. I think Ella made a good point, though, that, like, um, Arya has just seen so much, um, like, so much police activity recently that, like, that's her justification for not wanting to throw anything else in the mix. Um, Yeah, it's her daughter's best interest at heart. mm Mm-hmm. So, and Byron just, it kind of feels like he's doing it to be the big, strong, protective dad, which, like, still Arya's best interest at heart, just, like, a different angle for it. Like, he wants to come in swinging, where Ella's like, okay, let's, like, pause and, like, breathe for a second. And I think it's similar with how they handled Mike, where Byron just wanted to, like, immediately be the hard-ass dad and take care of it, and I was like, let's kind of look at what's going on i really liked when later on ella brought up you know we raised aria to be mm -hmm. independent and smart and open-minded and and we you know we almost can't be surprised that she's doing exactly that Mm -hmm. that we raised her to you know not date an adult that's not what she's saying but i think to say you know we raised her to make her own decisions and we can't be shocked that she's trying to make her own decisions yeah and especially i think bringing up that while 
they were going through their separation and all of that, her friend dying, like, Arya definitely, don't forget what Ella brought up last week, like, Arya really didn't have the father figure, the male figure to, like, dote on her and, or not dote on her, but be present in her life and focus on her and make sure she's safe, and Ezra stepped in and did that, so. Yeah, I also like that Ella pointed out um Ella points out that like we went from this picture postcard like perfect family in Europe and now like look at our disaster yeah and like all of those things were there they just were all buried when they were in Europe like they were still a disaster of a family just nobody knew that that's what was going on that's that yeah that was what was going on behind the scenes so I just I think it's interesting that like that like the comparison of like oh we were picture perfect it's like yeah but were you well yeah just, they were they were just they, were pic- they were perfect in the picture that's like what it is you know yeah so because like because I mean like were good like Arya still knew that dad cheated and was still keeping that secret so like all of the, like there were still like things it just wasn't uh, all on the surface like it is now unfortunately yeah there's or... just no way for them to hide it anymore mm-hmm. um let's see so oh i thought it was weird not like not weird um i thought it was like interesting that they chose to like aria goes to leave for school and byron's like go change and ella chooses to have this like big deep conversation with her about like her rule like you're not allowed to talk to fitz anymore all that kind of stuff it's like isn't that something that, like, maybe you should have talked about, like, already? It's yeah, just like, kind of in interesting. Yeah, it's just kind of interesting that they're having that conversation at, like, 7 a.m. before wa- Arya's walking out the door well, to go to school. Like, cause... I mean, I know they did that was, for our wasn't benefit it? to, like, know yeah. that the like, conversation happened, Because the night Ezra t- and Arya told them, wasn't that literally the night before? Because that's when they went to the thing where they got the phone... Yeah, like if they if so, I think if Ella and Byron would have like tried it, to have that conversation with Arya the night before, Arya would have already snuck out. So like it couldn't have happened. Well, but I also think heat of the moment, they're both probably like they didn't want to talk to her, and she probably wasn't going to listen to them. And they probably yeah. still had to figure out. Okay, let's talk, mom and dad, and figure out what the hell the rules are going to be. So yeah, that, that didn't surprise me because that I mean. It's just like she was on her way out the door. Like, it wasn't like, hey, let's sit down and have a family breakfast and talk rules or whatever. It was like, if Byron wouldn't have said anything about her outfit, that conversation wouldn't have happened. Aria would have just gone to school. So I just, it was like an interesting thing. Um, and then Spencer shows up to talk to Toby and they have a really cute moment in the truck. <laughs> He's like, you just showed up to tell me that you can't see me. Yeah. Well, yeah. Adorable. Uh, and then Caleb's working on hacking at school, and we had we talked about him talking about being naked with Hannah, physically and emotionally. Um. Oh, and then we cut to Garrett and Jenna yelling at each other, but like Jenna's not in the scene. Jenna's not in the episode. I like uh how Garrett's freaking out the whole time, and you know talking about how. We shouldn't have involved that third person. And I like how Spencer was smart enough to duck. And then Toby just looks really creepy as he's watching Garrett. Like, the Serious way the camera contact. was on him 
was just ridiculous. And then it was like Toby had this like subtle little, it was like almost an eye twitch or something. Like he had a little facial twitch. It was very interesting. Where I was like, you look so creepy. And Garrett's mm-hmm. going to think you've been like posted up here all day purposefully. Uh, yeah. Um, I, I do like that Spencer had the good sense to duck for sure. Um, oh, and then Emily's shirt is really cute. The little like plaid when she's taking her makeup test that Ella then lets her make up the makeup test, which is nice of her. I didn't like how, uh, well, how when Ella was like, what's Aria been up to? And then she catches herself and was like, don't answer that. Well, and I like Emily's answer. Yes, I like, thought Emily. What else was... don't I know about my daughter? And Emily She's had a really solid answer. I thought it was, and it wasn't like a bullshitty answer. Yeah, no, it was like, like it was like a real it, answer. It's the same. She's the same daughter you've always had. Like nothing has changed. The daughter you raised is still the daughter you have. Mm-hmm. You're and just then, mad now. And then um, Ari is calling Fitz from Hannah's phone because she's afraid dad's going to check the phone records. And it's like, I know that all of this is still fresh, but like the fact that Aria has hope the way that she does, but like then still feels the need to sneak around is like, girl, like give it up for a while. Like maybe they do come around, you know, in a little while whatever but like you need to cool it for now yeah oh she's being like she's being ridiculous this is her first true love though yeah but like her parents want to go to the she's a a 16 year old oh yeah i like i feel for her in that sense but then at the same time i'm like your parent or your dad is threatening to go to the cops like cool it down like you and Ezra will have some time to talk but like right now is not that time yeah just like be chill for a minute keep keep it in your pants for just like a little bit and then we can reassess um but yeah so then they're in the hallway at the school and we find out Em's doing the crisis uh the crisis hotline I almost said crisis text line um and then uh, the crisis text line and then spencer like desperately wants to snoop around jason's house um and m recommends like bribing hannah with the lake house and says something about her and caleb having sex on the couch just the way that spencer's face is when she goes that's my nana's couch (laughs) that got me really i I thought that was funny (laughs) like just the perfect line read from Troy and Belisario. I thought that was good. Um, let me see. Like, Spencer just totally melted right there. It was really funny. Mm-hmm. And then Lucas is not tutoring Hannah very well. No, he's a no. terrible tutor. And then she basically just, like, forces him to help with the surprise party. She's yeah. not. She's not very good at, like, taking hints. And I don't know, maybe I missed it, but I wouldn't call Lucas and Caleb the best friends. No, Caleb's just living at Lucas's house. I think Hannah's very naive about that. Mm -hmm. Well, I also think 
that things kind of shifted when Caleb went to California and Hannah and Lucas were hanging out more. Um, Lucas is starting to have feelings where before they were all just buds. Like Caleb and <clears throat> Hannah were dating, but they were all friends. Now it's like there's real feelings there from Lucas's side and Hannah's just like not reading the room. No, not at all. But and then it was really awkward when she's like, plan the birthday party with me. Come plan the surprise party. It's like, Hannah, stop. He's making it very obvious that he doesn't want to. Yeah, he's just trying to be so polite. <sighs> um, let's see what else. Oh, and then um they do the um the role playing like sample call from the night before. I was frustrated with the role-playing scenario because one those conversations are confidential so they wouldn't just like give you transcripts of like a previous conversation that and they wouldn't like especially not a conversation that happened the night before right like it just it just didn't it felt too i it that's that's not how it happens yeah, well, and you that's know? the thing is, like, if they were going to give you, and if they like, were some kind of role-playing transcript, they could use, like, real conversations as, like, loose guidelines, but they'd write their own. Right, like, it would be, it'd be like, this is the general situation of what's going on. Let's do it. I'm in crisis, you're going to help me, let's go. You know, mm-hmm. like... Like, maybe they'd take a scenario as, like a, like, an example. So, like, that call... They'd say, someone's calling because they lost something and they feel like, um, you know, blah, 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 blah. And then I'm going to be that person. You help me. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was a little much and a little ridiculous. Like on the nose and like not not how it would go. And I didn't. um, At least in my experience as a crisis counselor. Yeah, I thought it was also really strange how Emily immediately was like, "Wait, who was it?" Like she starts putting all these together, like who it could be. Yeah, I'm like Rosewood's not that small. Assume it's about you. I don't know. I mean, she was not wrong. So I I guess we should trust her gut in this moment. She wasn't dumb. So I did. Cold. I I don't think she's a great liar, mm-hmm. especially when um uh what was I gonna say when she takes the script and then the lady would she, like she returns it. She's like, "Oops, I guess I did put it in my folder." And I'm like, "Whatever, you're nuts." But I feel like this episode they're trying to meet the drama level of last episode, and it just like doesn't work. Oh yeah. Uh, let's, let's see what see. else happens. Oh, Mona and Noel just like show the fuck up. They're like, "Hello, please put me in this. Invite me to this party, please. We're we're together and adorable." Like it's so weird how together they are. I know. Like they went from, oh, we like each other to like we're a couple now. Noel's a get Hannah. Ugh. That's true. He is a big get. Can we also talk about how, speaking of Hannah, when she shows up at Fitz's, 
to be like oh i was picking up a cake when two people are in love like you guys are i was like hannah such a like the room 16 year old thing to say (laughs) and i like i really liked fitz's like his reaction to that like he didn't say anything but just the way he looked like oh my god like you don't even know what you're talking about kid and it's like of course you want to believe that when you're 16 but it's all like hannah read the room yeah oh also just in the hallway hannah says we're bubble caleb's surprise party and then caleb like pops out of the classroom (laughs) i love how she uh how like neurotic she gets about the surprise party having to be perfect and everything is just falling apart. I was like, yeah. me planning any type of surprise event. Yeah. So Caleb decrypts the uh, creepy doll picture on his phone. I also okay. Maybe maybe you understood this better than me. So Byron like goes to Ella and is like, Ezra was justifying his actions, and I feel like he wasn't like justifying his actions he was just saying like i thought maybe working at hollis would fix it like it didn't feel like a justification to me it just felt like he was saying look i tried to fix it and it obviously wasn't a fix it sounded like ezra was being really defensive there because byron (laughs) was coming and swinging there and being like I messed up, but you done really fucked up. And Ezra was like, when I learned she was my student, and then I, that's why I got this job here at Hollis. And I think immediately Byron like realized, oh, like I was integral to you getting this job and helping. To helping facilitate this love. Exactly. My keep my daughter, daughter and you together. And I think Byron had that moment of like, oh my god, like, I did not realize anything. But also Fitz saying, like, when I found out she was my student, I was like, you didn't stop the relationship. You were still her teacher for a while. Yeah, and you guys then like went to Hollis. Put it on pause, you know? Put it on pause until she's an adult. Yeah, like, if it's if it's really a relationship that you want to be in, like, it can wait a little while. And then I liked how, um, later on with the, or I forget if this was earlier, but with the Ezra and Arya drama, how Arya was saying to mom, like, oh, I didn't, I, you know, I didn't think, like, you guys would react like that. Mom was like, um. She said she was afraid to tell them because she was expecting yeah. them to react the way that they did. It's like, oh, yeah. And then Ella was like, flag? well, you, and Ella was like, hmm, you do know us pretty well. Yeah. She says, we, uh, you know us better than we know you. Yeah. I, I like that moment. Like, something like, we'll get to know you because we're just going to be spending a lot of time as a family. You're going to be home a lot. Yeah. I mean, which makes sense to me. So then we get a dramatic transcript caller call where it definitely sounds like Lucas and Spencer um, and Emily listen in. I like how they both stand up to listen in and neither of them are taking notes despite exactly their, what she told to. them to do the lady was like listen in and take notes and they're like come here yeah and if you're actually trying to learn like taking notes would be a great idea and yeah. it would be a great idea to take notes and hide them as like you know that there's your fact you could like write it down i don't know 
instead of just remembering it in your brain. Like that would help them solve their crimes. They're bad mm-hmm. detectives. They need the what is the the notebook from Blue's, Blue's Clues? Clues? I think it's just yeah. the notebook. The notebook with the big green crayon would be perfect. They I think could he draw. has a smartphone now with a notes app. <laughs> I'm sure. And then uh, they confront Hannah, saying that it is Lucas on the phone. Mm-hmm. I liked how she was very defensive of him. Yeah. Like, she doesn't want to believe that Lucas could be doing Well, it's things. also like... He's, not, he's her friend. They have no idea what he's talking about that he's going to do yeah. either. It also like, just kind of proves, though, that Hannah's not paying that much attention to Lucas either. Because he hasn't been himself for a couple of episodes. Oh, yeah. Um, let's see. There's that. Um, Ezra, then... Ezra picks Coles? up the phone at one point and um, kind of tells Arya, you need to stop. Which I was very proud of Ezra Which, for like, doing. Yeah. Finally, he's doing the thing that he should have done like forever ago. Um, and then Jenna goes to get her eyes fixed. So we see the car driving off and Garrett all like squirrely and like freaky with Toby. I was supposed to take her. I was supposed to be in that car. Toby just like stone faced when she's done with you. She throws you away like <laughs> suck it up Garrett. Oh, and then like Garrett made like a really weird like how he was like well I love her and like some, and it was like the way in which he said it to her toby was like he was implying that toby and jenna also had had a relationship but toby just didn't love her like garrett loves her and i'm like this is a non-consensual relationship with toby and but it's like even if he didn't know why would you say that to the step-sibling you know yeah yeah like that's i was like Like, either way whether brother whether he knows or not that was still a really weird way to bring that up um yeah that that whole conversation was like weird i like how toby was like i never questioned her strength i just Just questioned how she uses it i was like that's good so and then apparently the creepy doll picture was taken in spencer's lake house attic i was so dumb watching that part i'm like where are they because i thought because you know how spencer wanted to break into jason's place yeah i thought they had broken into jason's house and i was like oh wow i guess hannah and her made up that, that was the thing is at first i was like oh so hannah got the lake house and she went with spencer to go snoop in jason's attic but then lucas was there and i got very confused yeah i was like why is lucas stalking them into jason's house yeah i totally thought they were in jason's attic at first and then lucas popped up and i was like oh they must be at the lake house planning the party okay good i'm glad i'm not the only one that thought because there's a lot of the times i arguably do forget who people are or where they are so i thought it was definitely just me because like the only the only confirmation so like um so like spencer offers the lake house and then hannah gets the idea to throw the surprise party there and then we get like the confirmation that she's throwing Caleb a surprise party. But like there's no indication of timeline. Like for all yeah. I know, like at this point, Caleb's surprise party is like three months from now. Um, I didn't realize it was like tomorrow. Then well, this is I just wrote for this part. I was like, Lucas is creepy. Yeah. Yeah. He was being so creepy. 
Yeah, like he could have toned it down a bit, but hey, it's Pretty Little Liars. He's also stressed, I think. Like, I don't think Lucas handles stress well. And no. he thinks he's going to die, according <laughs> to his crisis calls. And then uh, we get the call where he calls the uh, crisis hotline and Emily has to answer. Mm-hmm. And There's no other option. She just came in for a moment and had to take a call. I know. Perfect timing. And I then, mean, of, of course, course, had to be Lucas. And it's, you know, Lucas doing all of that. Uh, let's see. Everything's vague. I have to do it. I don't want to do it. She's going to hate me. They're going to kill me. That is kind of accurate. At least at the start of a phone call or a conversation with someone in crisis. It's usually all very vague to start out. And then when he was like, you were the same person I talked to last night. And she was like, yes. I was like, oh, you're going to mess something up with this. Yeah, it doesn't seem like she did other than like telling Lucas that she was on the phone with him. And it was like, and then I love how she goes over, I think it was what, to Hannah later. And she's like, I think Lucas knows it was me on the phone. I was like, girl, you just like made it quite you obvious that it in was and you. you. Said, Hi, I answered your crisis phone call. Um, Weirdo. And then we meet Holden. Um, well, first, first they go to family dinner, and Fitz is there because they live in a small ass town with like one restaurant. So, like, pedophile teachers got to eat too, I guess. And there was that big longing um, stare between the two of them. Mm-hmm. And Fitz looks like he's gonna <laughs> cry a little bit. And Byron's then like, Let's go. we run into Holden, and Mom and Dad are trying to like hook him up. And then I love how. They're um, they're like, oh, he taught Arya how to ride a bike, and she's like, no, he did not. <laughs> he broke off my training wheels. I figured that shit out myself. I mean, her attitude is straight up how my attitude would have been. That age well, where I'm the... like, mm, no, I'm like, no, I don't think so. Uh, and then she uses Holden as her like scapegoat later with mom. Oh, that's who I was on the phone with. We're gonna hang out. I was like, um, how? I was like, what a lie. What a lie. Yeah. Well, and then, um, oh, I had like a whole, it was like another Holden thought, and then it's completely. That Holden sounds very similar to Wilden. That makes me. Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah, that's not cool. So, Holden's A, I bet. (laughs) All right, write me down. Stand by. Um, Oh, then we go back to the party and. Mona says something to Hannah about all the pizzas having peppers on it, and Noel's allergic, and I was like, yeah, well, Noel doesn't fucking deserve pizza. Also, you weren't fucking invited. Who gets green peppers on a pizza other than my father? I do, but, like, like in a specific situation, it's my Hawaiian pizza with green peppers and onions. So nobody else eats my pizza anyway. I would just eat the Hawaiian part. So, yeah, pizza is not a hill I will die on, but I definitely agree I eat weird pizza. Um, um, so then instead of, like, being nice and talking Lucas down as it looks like he's going to smash the cake um, <laughs> because he's staring at it very creepily, she instead taunts him further. Instead of, like, instead of just being like, hey, Lucas, like, you seem like you're stressed. What's going on? 
she decides to just be like, poke the bear with a stick. You don't have to do anything. Like, girl, don't use, like, his words from the phone call. Yeah. Also, how did they go from, like, being in the kitchen together to, like, him being in the middle of the lake with Hannah? Okay, that That was what I was, I was like, how did Hannah and Lucas get out there so quickly? Unless, I don't know. Well, my only thought would be is because Hannah was being, like, so neurotic to get everything done right then and there. It's gotta be perfect. So her energy was probably getting Lucas to haul ass. Maybe. So I was like, maybe, but still, it felt... Again, the transitions uh, for this episode were really strange. Like, the jumps in time. I was very confused. Yeah, so then then, uh, they're now in the lake, and Hannah hits Lucas with the oar, and... In theory, drowns him. We don't know what happened yet. Um, but Lucas just, hasn't come up yet. I love the, how dramatic he was going overboard. Yeah, and then and then Arya has her lying call to mom about Holden. Um, and then somebody pulls the boat over, and Hannah falls in the water. And or Hannah was Hannah was met. No, Hannah was over. I thought it looked like Hannah tried to stand up and couldn't get the oar loose, and then the boat went over. Like, I think she tipped it over. I thought it looked like a hand reached out and grabbed the oar and, like, Because I wrote down in the room. It was dark. It was so dark. It was like boat rules 101. I was like, you don't move quickly in a boat and stand up and put all your weight on one side. I was like, also, that boat did not realistically sink when it flipped over because my brother and our friends and I, we used to flip the canoe and sink it all the time. It goes down and then comes back up. Like, it doesn't just float there on top like that. So, that was Um, my thought. And then our A scene is a floaty shoe, but no worries, A got it. (laughs) All good. So Lucas got his shoe back if he's not dead. Otherwise, that shoe is all that's left of Lucas. That... And A took it as a souvenir. And then the episode's just over. Yeah. And there was nothing. Like, I just... Nothing was accomplished this episode. No. Other than... Hannah almost yeah. drowned. A oh, has been her at... Week, her week, like, surprise to Caleb. When she's sitting on the edge of the lake. Hilarious. (laughs) But, like, they find out that A has been in Spencer's Spencer's lake house. Mm -hmm. What other, like, super important information did we really find out this episode? Spencer's Um, family is too motherfucking It's Spencer's Nana's couch. Spencer's Nana's couch has been violated. Um... Yeah, but like, really, like if A had creepy dolls on the phone, but like that makes sense because A sent them the creepy dolls. But so like, like again, there it, this was just one of those episodes where it really felt like nothing happened. Yeah, maybe when Caleb's it, gonna get let in on the what's going on, but like I doubt it. But again, we uh, like it's all uh, like they weren't even crumbs. It was like they were just specks. 
Yeah, nothing happened. What a Somebody waste. sneezed cheese dust. Like into this is the definitely. I think this was the episode. I think this is also our shortest record too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we're at like forty minutes. Say. We're at like forty minutes, and normally we record for like an hour and a half. Shit. Should we make up Sorry, y'all, this episode. Yeah, yeah, I have nothing else to say. This episode is kind of late. I know. Like, I'm looking forward to next week's episode. I will say Um, that I thought this episode was a different episode, so I was very excited for it. And then it was not that one. So there's an exciting episode coming up eventually. Yay! Eventually. Um, Eventually. I don't know, to add more content. Um, I really like Samara and Emily together now that I know that they were both high schoolers like they were supposed to, but there are definitely still things that annoy me about Samara. Yeah. So, yeah. But, like, I feel less bad about liking their relationship. Because <laughs> I did yeah. think they were cute. I do think they're cute, and I do think Samara was, like, trying to be a good girlfriend, which was nice. Wait, where'd Maya go? Why didn't Maya come to the party? Yeah. She's yeah. she's like she's back from camp. She's back, but they like don't pay attention to her. <sighs> Too weird. Ugh, I like but... well. I'm sure Bianca Lawson was doing things, so it's probably hard to get her. Oh, yeah, because well, she's an actual vampire and doesn't age, so she's playing high schoolers on like every TV show. But at this point. Um... <laughs> Because she was doing, like, this and Vampire Diaries and, like, a couple other things, I think, at this time. All right. Well, sorry for the episode. We did our best with what was presented to us. Yes. They're all so dumb. Hopefully we'll get story. better next time. Depends on the episode. Oh, we have to do Ad- – Addie didn't make any predictions this episode. Oh, yes, she I did. I made one. Yes, she did. I said that Holden could oh, be Holden a. Holden is could a. Be a. All right. Um, so again, nothing happened. No predictions. Um, and then next week is season two, episode sixteen. Let the water hold me down. What are your wait? I thought it was Adderall? was it weather or water? Water. I thought it was water. water. I read it as weather, and I was like, "Great, there's going to be a storm." But never mind. That's not a prediction. <laughs> um. Well, Lucas is underwater. So maybe a Lucas-centric stuff? I don't know. I'm not sure about this one. Okay. So Ooh, maybe you... finally all those papers and the files that Arya dramatically threw into the river will, like, come up. All those papers that were yeeted into the river will come back. <laughs> Could you imagine? Remember this from, like, 20 episodes ago? Bet you, you did. Season one, episode three, when we threw paper into the water. I don't well, know now if that's you do. a great episode. I don't know. It I, was early. It was early that we. I think it was. Um. I think yeah. I think it was part of season one A because like it was before. I think it was before Hannah got hit by the car. Ugh. It I may have been like Hannah the Hannah episode before Hannah got hit by a car. I keep forgetting that that happened. Yeah, well, on that note, that's all the secrets we can share today.
For all of our updates, or if you just want to say hi, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at APLL Podcast. Or you can send us an email at aprettylittleliarspodcast at gmail.com. Listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or your favorite podcast directory. We'd like to extend our thanks to Tim Buell for the marvelous music. And a thank you to Anne Allen for the amazing artwork. And an extra special thank you to you for listening. Until next time, bitches. bitches.